I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to the most haunted city on earth. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT Timmons. And today we have another installment of Cursed Films. Dun, dun, dun. Wait. <laughs> I was going dun, 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 and you were all wooing. I feel. I feel out of the loop. Cursed films. Ah, human skeletons. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. All so, right. Anyways. <laughs> um, so in today's installment, last episode we did on the cursed films, we did Poltergeist. So yep. if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go ahead and listen to it. Uh, today we're going to talk about Antrum. Antrum. Everyone's biggest fear when it comes to horror movies. I think this is probably the, from what people know about cursed films, this is probably the most cursed film on the viewer. It's, right. It's very tricky because yeah. there is a uh, a definite sensation of virality mm-hmm. to it in sense of this is just good marketing you know right. <laughs> there there is yeah. there is there's is a bit of that cuz um there was a, a movie not long ago uh, Poughkeepsie tapes oh yeah, i love Poughkeepsie, no, Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie tapes the Poughkeepsie tapes um before it was fully Recognized, they were trying to pull a, a, a Blair Witch on us. They were, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were. were, they were definitely like, oh, this is an underground thing. This is, you know, what you, you you're you not supposed know. to watch it. Not supposed to watch it, and it actually yeah, executes it well. So, um, I think Antrim might have some built-in uh, bits of that. But let's uh, let's let's oh, do yeah. our deep dive first. Well, there's so many found footage movies and things like that that are oh, just yeah. creepy. Megan is found just recently. Meg, j- Megan is or missing. Megan is missing. Sorry, no, Megan, Megan is, is missing. <laughs> Megan is found. <laughs> Part two. Part two. <laughs> this is a big guy with a can opener. This is our third episode that we're filming. <laughs> it's a big guy with a can opener. <laughs> oh, God. It jarred. What I was going to say. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyways, HR Gen Z, they had no idea that this film exists existed until like I think last year it went insanely viral on TikTok. Which and is so funny because I remember watching being like, "That's such a good movie." It was like in 2011 when it came out or something, right? And, and then it, it just it's died. the kind of movie that you're like, "Oh, you know what? I can make that." Right. Yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. absolutely really could. I, I've got my my cell phone, and I, I I'll just go out and make that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Big can opener. It's so bad. Oh my god! <laughs> Spoiler up, alert. <laughs> I mean, it's an old movie, but still, we haven't seen it. Well, oh, you should god. watch it. It's it's very good. It's yes. very very disturbing. It's so um, disturbing. It's but, so disturbing. Anywho, uh, so it jarred the Gen Zs. That's all I have to say. And they are all freaking out, like a bunch of thirteen-year-olds that honestly should watch. They this should movie. watch it because, yeah, you're not supposed to talk to people. Yeah, do not talk to people on the internet like us, I guess. But um, you uh, know, not like us. We're normal. No, I know, but you know, we're out here <laughs> preaching. Don't talk now to people I'm like us. We're freaks. No, <laughs> preaching. Don't talk to random people on the internet. And here we and are. He's like, send us your mail. Yes. <laughs> send us your That's mail. the point I'm trying to send make. Send pictures okay. of your ghosts. I'm not trying to say we're creepy people in that way, at least. But no, God, no. Anywho, Antrim. Uh, so Antrim. 
Antrim. is is a feature length horror film that was shot in the late 1970s. Um, it is said to cause anyone who watches it to die shortly after viewing with the mysterious tragedies that have occurred associated with it. Ooh. It's a classic ring syndrome. Actually, we'll we'll talk about that yes. because so, a lot of people compare it to the ring. Chris, oh, have you seen the original? Or? Oh God, no, no. I, no. I, there's there's question as to whether it exists. Exactly. Wow. I mean, yeah. when I it comes down to it, it yeah, it, it, it literally uh, lives in a void of, did somebody just, is it an urban legend? You right. Know, really? Because it's, it's, you would think that yeah. there would be something of it. You know, you, you, you think you would be able to, yeah. to stumble upon. Right. Because let's face it, you can find almost anything. You know, this, 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 this country is built on digging. You know? Yeah. Um, however, the way it's presented is so intriguing. Oh, you yeah. You find yourself going, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe well, there was. in the way, and we'll talk about this too, but the way that Antrim kind of introduced itself to all these situations is very bizarre as well, yes. which yeah. makes it kind of make sense that there's kind of no trace of it anymore. Okay. Anyways. So, um, Antrim is about a supernatural forest uh, that two siblings wander into, um, and basically they dig a hole to hell, essentially. Oh. Yeah. And it's all about Satanism, and this is right before the Satanic Panic, so... Might have been at the... At, at the, the beginning. At the very beginning. Yeah. Because late 70s, early 80s was was the gestation period. Of the satanic, <laughs> of the satanic panic, panic. Which would, honestly, th- this movie would cause any kind of satanic panic uh, because it is heavily involving um, the depiction of the devil and things like that and okay. just causing mayhem. Anyways, um, so supposedly the film appeared mysteriously at several film festivals in 1979. Now, mind you, it's the 70s. They have to literally send you... Hand deliver. Hand deliver reels, massive reels um, of film to these festivals. So the fact that it just showed up and nobody knows where it came from is weird. Um, Mm. So several festival managers and workers died mysteriously post-viewing. And the film then went on to kill many of the others over the course of its existence. What? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um. Also, the film has displayed supernatural qualities uh, that cause it to disappear and reappear at will. Okay. Um, uh, basically, uh, let's start with the deaths of the programmers. Okay. So Antrim uh, first surfaced in 1979 when it was submitted anonymously to various festivals but was never accepted or uh, screened by the festival programmers. Because they all died. <laughs> well, no, the point being yeah. is that they, nobody like, so when you enter into a film festival, there's a panel of people who watch your film first to one, make sure it's appropriate for their festival, but also um, to see if they want to accept you. Neither of those things happened with Antrim. Okay. Um, they just literally, the day of the film festival, appeared on the footsteps of the theater, pretty much. Gracious. Um, there was no explanation for how the reel was submitted and somehow believed it to be the work of the devil himself. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. After receiving Antrim, festival programmers began to die mysteriously. Janet Hilberg was one of the first victims of the film. She suffered a fatal seizure after a screening of Antrim. 
Just after a screening, just had a seizure that killed her? Yes. Whoa. Um, then, uh, Ton Stylum died of electrocution. And then the last programmer, Joe Berenger, met his fate when he was stung by a stonefish. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The weird part was, the stonefish was in the movie theater. Whoa. What is a stonefish? A stonefish is a fish that looks like a rock and uh, it's usually um, in the water like on uh, uh, near beaches and whatnot. So people um, step Step on on the stonefish because it has barbs and they don't usually kill people though. They're not they're not like anaphylactic shock could obviously happen. Yes. So. In Antrim realm, anything is possible. <laughs> Antrim can I know. Antrim remembers. So the deaths of the other four remain unknown. Do we know where where this stonefish was? Like like where he was swimming? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. What was I, his name? Uh, Joe Berenger. Isn't that a? Isn't that a director? I'm sure. It was Tom Berenger was Ta- director. Huh. Okay. But anyway, so while we look that up, the other four um, programmers, their deaths remain unknown. Okay. Um, because of all this, on interview, uh, an interviewee named Nathan Fleet compares Antrim to the Ring's Curse Samara video, which is yep. what a lot yep. of people compare it yeah, to. Yeah. Because it's that same kind the of kinds of days. Exactly. Yeah. You know it, and it makes you wonder: like, is there a part in the film that kind of depicts something like that? Sure. And maybe that's where they got the idea for the Samara video. Mm-hmm. I could see, I could see them like learning about this and then being like, "We should kind of remake this." Right. And, with but, a- but that would be in Japan because the original was Japanese. Yeah. Well, Ringo. Yeah, yeah Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. Anything so. on the stonefish, Chris? Wow. No, no. So. It's where where are stonefish typically like? I think they're Pacific. Are they? I think Australia. I know uh, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was is Australia. Australia. I was yeah. Australia. Australia. I mean, yeah, they kill you. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, because this would happen in multiple different countries. Wow. Um, really? So, okay. Um, the first incident after that film festival would be the Budapest Theater fire. Ooh. Now. Okay. This is the next tragic Antrim death episode. It would occur in Budapest, Hungary at a movie theater. Antrim was screened in the theater in 1988 and the only time it would ever reach the big screen. Okay. While Antrim was rolling, the building spontaneously caught fire. Now, commonly movie theater fires begin in projector rooms, but this one did not. Okay. Instead, the fire seems to have been started by the audience members themselves. What? Yeah. And when the small room was set ablaze, it took 56 people with it as it collapsed. This was while Antrim was playing or after? While Antrim was playing. While people were in the movie They set it ablaze? Yes. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Chris is still looking for the stonefish. Keep reading. I will catch you up. There are some interesting developments. Oh, <laughs> presumably the film reel could have um, should have burned as well, but it did not. What, mm-hmm. bruh? Now, due to the nature of the tragedy and the elusiveness of Antrim, it became a cult film. Um, so, like, people became obsessed with. Well, yeah, I mean, Antrim it's really at that point. That's very interesting. That was when the next death incident would happen. Whoa. In San Francisco. Okay. 
So we've jumped across the pond now. Um, this is the last known incident caused by Antrim. Uh, it ac- also occurred in a movie theater in San Francisco in 1993. Okay. Um, as the film gained notoriety, the theater decided to have a showing. Now, I don't know who was the programmer at this movie theater, but... I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like I would screen it. Really? Yeah. I if would. I got if I got if I got the chance to, yeah. I mean, is it really going to kill everybody? Well, I mean, it's got a pretty decent track record thus far. If this is yeah, but true. I, okay. I mean, I'm still I'm still needing to be convinced. Okay. But well, the yeah. Antrim movies curse theory aside, um, the San Francisco audience, fully aware of the film's reputation, entered the room willingly. Mm-hmm. What started as a normal film screening quickly turned into horror as the audience grew increasingly anxious. Oh. But the weirdest thing about this is that the popcorn had been laced with LSD by a theater worker. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And so... So they... The, so the theater worker was like, they're gonna, we're going to watch this trippy movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to very illegally get everybody stupid high. Yeah. On wow. LSD. Um, and the audience started stampeding towards the exit. Um, when, and that's when they discovered that they were all locked in. (gasps) And so it resulted in a riot that led to the deaths of several people, including a pregnant woman. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Wait, there's a, there's a, um, movie, uh, directed by Gaspar No. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? We watched it where, where they're all in that, uh, where they're all in that like dance club? Oh, oh, yeah. Are, are, and irreversible? Everyone, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> definitely not irreversible. Um, no, no. They're all in the. Da- this is new. This it's is newer. New? Yeah, oh. they're all in a dance club, and they all. Oh, and it gets laid, yes. And yeah, it's like the punch gets or something like that. Yes. gets laced with LSD, and they all go insane. And yeah, and then there's like a ton of death and craziness. Maybe that, maybe, maybe That's very I'm true. thinking he may, I think that he maybe was inspired by this. It's happening. possible. Yeah. So after this incident, Antrim would then disappear for almost 20 years. Whoa. And that was when two um, actors turned directors basically decided to make it into a mockumentary type movie okay. called Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. Okay. So the Canadian horror film Antrim includes both documentary and feature style sections. Um, the latter of which is said to cause anyone who watches it to die shortly after viewing with the mysterious tragedies. Uh, the subject of Antrim, the deadliest film ever made, documentary pieces. Antrim begins um, with a mini mockumentary that discusses the possible origins and contents of the uh, contained feature film. Additionally, the found footage film um, has also been found to have supernatural qualities as well, uh, where it starts and stops randomly. Um, And throughout the mockumentary section, various interviewees also discuss the history of the devil in the film, as he does play a major role in Antrim. Mm -hmm. After the mockumentary portion, it is revealed that Antrim has resurfaced and made available for viewing, and a warning slash legal disclaimer follows, uh, reminding audiences that they are watching the film at their own risk. Ooh. Given the history of Antrim um, and its uh, supposed curse, any audience uh, who watches it could be subject to a horrific death. Gracious. 
the interior uh, new Antrim movie itself is definitely unsettling, but most of the overall film's impact comes from the supposed threat of real harm after viewing. Okay. Uh, the entire horror effect of Antrim, the deadliest film ever made, uh, ever made, hinges on false advertisement. Hmm. So... This crosses a line that many movies don't, as it generally is assumed that the marketing for a film is telling the truth about what its story entails, who made it, and whether it's based on true events. This could be viewed as a less than ethical move on the part of New Antrim's um, creators, and also greatly risks triggering vulnerable audience members despite the disclaimer. But it also helps give the movie its resonance and impact. So they really sold this as being like, if you watch this new movie. So they remade it. Yeah, basically. basically. They so, did. It's not the original it's, movie. It's very peculiar and very yeah. strange because, no, there is no uh, evidence of this real movie. Okay. So it's it's definitely wavering line. It, it's a Blair Witch Project. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, it is what we're looking at. We're looking at a very carefully... Constructed and crafted history sure. that kind of goes around and is pulling from what we as um, tenants of horror kind of understand as the beats of right. the story, you know, and uh, and that's kind of the whole thing is there's no evidence or truth to the 1979 movie at all. Like there's nothing prior to right. The, the, the new movie, the one yeah. that, that just recently came out. And even the, the writers of that were like, well, we had to create a lot of this just to tell the story. You know, just yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. we don't know what the story, because they don't know. Yeah, I was about to write, how movie do they know? Is. Right, exactly. exactly. So interesting. You just know the plot of the kids right. digging a pathway to hell. Right. Got it. Um, so, do, 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 do we know what a- Antrim means? No. So it's just, it's a great name. Yeah. And I don't really know why. I don't know I don't know what it means, but it's a great name. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's, um, What'd you find out about the rockfish? I couldn't find anything on the rockfish. uh, But what I found was uh, a a deepening storyline of this all being fabricated. Mm. Like the whole of it being fabricated. um, Because the writers of the Antrim cursed... Uh, movie mm-hmm. uh, mockumentary talk about how they created it, mm-hmm. you know, and how they were pulling on things and what would be really scary and, and how the very thought of a cursed movie was the seed that they followed. So what's interesting is um, there is a, a, a book from Robert Chambers called the King in yellow. And if you're not familiar with the King of yellow, it is written in the late 1800s and it is, very much the Antrim story. Um, oh. It, it is. Uh, uh, there is a play, a stage play called The King in Yellow. In the book, The King in Yellow, several people 
come into contact with this play, either written or attempts to perform it or things of that nature, no one gets the second act because by the second act, everyone is stark raving mad. Ooh. And the only attempts of performing ended one in a fire, one in the audience ripping each other apart like animals. Oh. And, and that storyline is where H.P. Lovecraft started his journey, was with Robert Chambers' King in Yellow. In fact, the King in Yellow is Haster in, in the book of um, uh, Robert Chambers wrote, and Haster is one of um, Lovecraft's gods, you know, one of the name that he used for the gods. So it's interesting because it's, it's right. following a pattern of storytelling yeah. that's very old and very long because we just talked about The Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a movie, I want to say it was Demons. It was just called Demons in which people watching a movie all were possessed by watching the movie. They're watching the movie. And, and inside the movie theater, they all turned into demons and ripped each other apart. Very scary movie. Yeah. And that was like a 70s, 80s like horror film where by, by watching the movie, it caused you to you know, go insane or go crazy. Even in The Mouth of Madness. Do you remember In The Mouth of Madness? Did Mm-mm. you ever see that? So no, I've never worth seen watching. That. In The Mouth of Madness, in Sam Neill plays Madness. a character who is trying to, he's an insurance uh, detective, trying to secure a book that a writer has written, but everyone who reads the book goes insane. And hmm. then by time he comes back around, they have turned the book into a movie. And now the world has ended. <laughs> it's the apocalypse. Yeah. Very good. Okay. In the mouth, in the of, mouth of madness. All right. Worth watching. Anyway, um, yeah, I find it interesting because, right. uh, uh, like I said at the very beginning, uh, with the Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Oh, that's so hard to say for some reason. It's okay. Poughkeepsie. 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 There's not a ski. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. The Poughkeepsie. Yep. It feels weird. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. The Poughkeepsie tapes. Um, also, a very interesting thing because the, the whole notion of the Poughkeepsie tapes is that there are snuff films that you yep. can buy and purchase mm-hmm. and go out. And there is no doubt in my mind that snuff films exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think there's ever been a case where a snuff film was found and the people who made it were found. You know, there's, and it's like, well, that can't be true either. There's sure. either snuff films and because they're snuff films, Somebody was arrested, or some some, right. some action happened. But it turns out that it's uh, at best you'll have like home movies that people are making. But um, yeah, I, I I feel like Antrim sits right in this crazy place, which is oh, you know what? This is just just on the edge of of believable and plausible, but it's also. So no one, uh, no one knows anyone that has a copy of the film. Yeah, as near as I can getting? tell, it's it doesn't exist. So, but it can come back up if it wanted to. If it wanted uh, to, right? yeah. So in the lore of it all, it, that's how yeah. it operates. Is that so, Madison? How would like like a a witch or something like some. Uh, like a bad witch or, um, you know, someone using black magic or anything, how would they How would they go uh, to create this type of movie? Just so you know, an antrum is a natural chamber or cavity in bone or other anatomical structure. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's also a dope name for a movie. It's a yeah. dope name for a movie. Yeah. And, you know, knowing that that's it, the natural chamber sure. within living, you know, 
yeah. bodies. You know, a place where something evil can hide. Right. And to answer your question, how you would go about creating something like this, I don't even know <laughs> if that is in our realm of capabilities. Well, as If you look at history of, mm-hmm. of cursed things, uh, you're almost always going to find yourself talking at least about Macbeth. Right. And the story of that being that he took from a grimoire and he actually wrote out spells that witches would use and he wrote them into the the script of Macbeth causing it to be a cursed play. The reason why it's You're a cursed play. You're in a theater, by the way. Oh, I don't actually subscribe to that <laughs> uh, that, that concept can't, can't of, of say not, not saying Macbeth in a theater. the Scottish play. I, I will say, though, I've had an experience with the Scottish play um, literally trying to kill me and my castmates, practically. <laughs> um, I, I did a show one time, and there was... And nothing to do with this play, mind you. Literally the exact opposite. I think we were doing like The Boyfriend or something, which is just a campy British musical. But anyways, uh, the point was, there's the main characters are five women. And so it was me and four other girls who are playing this. And we are in 90% of the show, mind you. And so there was these minor male characters that kind of um, trickle into the show every once in a while. And one of those people... This is the first show they ever did. So they wanted to test out <laughs> if the Scottish play thing hap- if works. So in uh, before one of the shows one night, uh, he says, you know, uh, the Scottish play. And, of course, we send him outside, make him do the little ritual. Spit and then and you yeah. have to, yeah, you have to, like, spit, say, you have to curse, yep. turn around three times, knock, and ask to be let back in. Um, all that jazz. It's, it's a thing. And anyways, so mind you. That show went fine. The next night, and, and that happened on opening night also. The next night, all five of us had violent, violent flu symptoms. We were each, literally, we'd go on stage and run off after the scene and just vomit everywhere. Whoa. Afterwards, every single one of us had it. That sounds like a Scottish That is a healthy curse. Yeah. Um, a I, healthy and well-situated uh, well curse, for sure. I um, have always ascribed that it is only while you're in production, it is only while you're in rehearsals or, or, or performance production, and I don't completely subscribe to the, the notion behind sure. it. Um, because... It comes to the idea, why is it cursed? Why is it haunted? Right. What makes it cursed? Because um, there's, of course, the great actors riot mm-hmm. that happened when two different productions of the show murdered each other. Yeah. Um, and so there's plenty of like, well, that's a lot of dark history around this. And the, and the question was, did Shakespeare use actual things? Mm-hmm. turns out that the Antrim movie, they used, and this is the modern one, okay, yeah. that they were trying to, because again- Nobody has any clue as to even if the, the, there is a 1979 version. They what they have is a recreation or you know a straight up fabrication. Um, but they did use the Lesser Key of Solomon and pulled text directly from it. Which uh, again, if you're when you're when you're like I'm going to be really uh, um, true to the subject matter, so I'm just going to pour a bunch of. <laughs> Right. Of, of stuff that I found in this book that is revered by many as being a kind of grimoire and a dangerous book. Um, and I'm just going to pour it into this movie. So that, there's plenty of darkness and bizarrity. For, for those who don't know, what's the lesser key of Solomon? So 
of the many types of um, spell books that you can come across, there are certain ones that 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 hold this sort of um, deep fascination. Lesser Key of Solomon is a book that has a lot of symbols in it that became the sigils used by many occult practitioners. Um, it is uh, the the concept being that King Solomon the Wise actually. Uh, employed and utilized a lot of magic users of the period of the time, and he gathered them together to create basically a tome of spells and a tome of symbols and things to protect and things to attack. So the Lesser Key of Solomon, um, his Lost Book of Moses, these are books that people have ascribed a lot of power to and a lot of notions to. Yeah, so... Um, I, and I actually kind of picked up on that, too, as I was going through, that it does sound like they, uh, because there are people who have watched Antrim and be- truly believe that it's cursed. But then there are some people who have watched it, because you can find it on Tubi. It's so, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there's some people that are like, eh, it's not cursed. But, you know, um, it, it's interesting with this. Also, the fact that, the two directors are like no-name actors, yeah. um, comedic hmm. actors also, which is yeah. really weird. Well, uh, apparently in an interview, they were like, what really scares us? What would be a really scary thing? And they then they landed on cursed film. Right. And they went from cursed film to creating Antrim. So there is this notion that, because, you know, if you try to find news articles or anything, you'd think there would be more news sure. think. before 2016, 2017. Right. This, this strangely reminds me of the Memphis Three for some reason. Oh, sure. I mean, I guess it, it happened in a... It happened in a forest or like a small, like small forest. And, you know, they were talking about like, you know, that they worship Satan, right. devil worshipers and all of that. And they killed these kids and all. And then we found out later that they weren't actually, you know, were they, they like it wasn't anything satanic right. whatsoever. Right. Exactly. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, just kind of, like, I feel like people are so quickly to go, like, Satan. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, I mean, uh, for entertainment purposes alone, uh, purporting and, and creating a, a legend to attach to your film, mm-hmm. you know, because most times you're creating a film that spawns a legend, but what if you spawn a legend... Into a film? Into a film. Right. <laughs> well... It's also interesting, you know, in the topic of uh, everybody's so quick to be like, Satan, you know, <laughs> I think that's the, uh, this film was meant for Americans yeah. who are horrified of Satan. And most people don't understand witchcraft. They don't get it. And they immediately think, because that is the way it's always been, is that's devil worshiping, yeah. you know? And so it's not out of the realm. It, it's not a far stretch of the imagination for most sure. people that, it would be a cursed film because it's worshiping Satan and honoring. So you said earlier, because Madison, I feel like you would know better than most people how to put a curse on someone or something uh, just because, you know, you've read the most witchy books and all of that stuff. And you've explained to me that 99.9% of witchcraft is not cursing anything. And it's, you know, it's all... I mean, you can do some baneful magic. But that's that's what I'm saying is like, 
is this actually a possibility? Like how much, how much do you think that this is actually, how much of you thinks that this is actually a, a possibility? Because it, it's, if someone who created it, you know, someone who created the film, they would obviously have to be really, really strong in their, in their well, abilities yeah. to curse or so, participate in black magic or sa- satanic stuff. So here's the, Here's the kicker. Why I don't think that this is witchcraft, if it is anything. Um, Because most witches don't subscribe to the traditional ideologies of Satan, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, There are plenty of entities that subscribe to baneful practices that you can definitely call upon for your baneful practices if you want to. And there are some really horrifying entities. Ever heard of the Morrigan? She'd be down for some like this excuse me sorry um (laughs) jameson don't listen (laughs) goodness gracious guess we're gonna have to cut that one out sorry anyways um (laughs) she's never never done that (laughs) well i get very into this conversation anyways so the point is is there are baneful entities but i don't think that if this was a practicing witch who wanted to cause mass mayhem or anything like that they would atone this to Satan, you know, um, they would have made it about something else because most entities that would want to go, go with this plan. If this Mm -hmm. was a thing, um, they'd want it to be about them, not, you know, or something absolutely obscure. You know, uh, it it would be more likely to be like a animated story that had no horror in it. If if you really want to kill people, you know, um, why would you, why would you set it up to be, a story that is horrifying when you want more people to watch it. Um, The trickiness of this whole endeavor is the idea of how fantastical the elements are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's one thing to have a list of deaths that are odd Mm -hmm. or peculiar. It's another thing when masses of people are dying in fires where, you know, because to begin with, that's newsworthy. You know, that, that's, yeah, right. that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that will show up. And being the kind of people we are, we would have heard of it prior to this occurrence of the documentary mockumentary. Mm-hmm. The mockumentary is the extent of our knowledge sure. of the movie. Sure. So even like when people are talking about it, all those things are things that are covered in the mockumentary, not yeah. necessarily from news sources or from you know, uh, from eyewitness accounts or anything of that nature. I also want to say that their image of the devil is Baphomet. It's Baphomet, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that even more so tells but me... That's a new movie, though. That's a new movie. Yeah, I'm not talking about the new movie. I'm yeah, but the we're not original. sure the old movie exists. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's a good chance... If it, it does, does not exist. If it does, this is it's like robotic. Baphomet. This is how I would make it. Yeah, robotic baphomet. If it does, this is how I would make it. Okay, I'm listening. I would film it. So if I was like a devil worshiper, <laughs> right? If I was a devil worshiper, sure. I wanted to make a film that killed a bunch of people. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have communications that I obviously don't know about, but you would have a communication with. Uh, uh, demons or you know Satan or whatever and you make it's about two kids that dig a hole to hell correct Mm -hmm. all right so you're going to film it with the two kids and then you're going to immediately sacrifice them upon the film's completion 
That's exactly how you make a cursed film. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. However, again, one of the things about curses that is very difficult is that you, and, and a film is a great way to do this because you are indoctrinating people into the story mm-hmm. of the curse. You are showing them images and you're showing them uh, a path to the inevitable end. However, uh, curses are very difficult to place upon people who are not of the same mindset. Yeah. Right. Um, it is, it, it, curses, and, and this was a big like tagline in the mid 80s to 90s when they, when they would use like voodoo as the evil, oh voodoo, um, <laughs> they misappropriated uh, voodoo, uh, but they would always say, well, if you don't believe in voodoo, it, it will not work on you. Yeah. Which is a terrible simplification <laughs> of what's going on. Uh, because in many cultures, what they're really using are um, uh, roots and, and concoctions and salves, things that absorb through the skin or you eat that cause you damage. There's nothing you, no amount of belief is going to keep you from dying if you drink strychnine. That is not going to be the case. So there's this divergent thing where there are people who go into trance-like states Mm -hmm. and because of their faith, if they see a certain person, that person levels something at them, they have grotesque reactions to it. So now you're dealing with these two camps. If somebody really wants to do damage to you, real damage to you, they're not going to use curses. They're going to poison you. They're going to set upon you with herbs and concoctions and things that they know to do damage. But if you are a devout follower of a very specific ideology and belief and you can pull off authority in that realm, you can absolutely psychologically damage a person. You can make them do almost anything. Yeah. You know, uh, you can cause all sorts of so you're saying, hijinks. You're saying that it might not be... A, like a curse film where they sacrifice the kids. You're right. saying it could be a film made by someone who understands the psyche enough right. to create a film that makes them go, you know, bringing up Gaspar Noe again, mm-hmm. the end of Irreversible, and even the camera spin in Irreversible was supposed to make the the audience vomit. Right. Which is genius. Exactly. No, but, and, and, that, and that falls right into that line. Like, <clears throat> if you wanted to do something like that, think about using... Um, uh, subliminal imaging. Yes. Think mm-hmm. about using uh, tonal. You know, you can you can um, set like theta wave patterns into mm-hmm. your soundtrack, setting people off, uh, uh, making them um, uh, sort of ease into a near hypnotic state. Really, there are ways to do it that are yeah uh, creepifying, uh, but. Again, curses are such a strange thing. It takes an enormous amount really of does. of will, and you you rarely have curses that are widespread. You have a lot of focal, like sniper, like yeah. I'm I'm cursing that person, and these are the, right. you know because it takes all your focus and all your energy and and everything you have to focus it into a willful action versus. Like, I'm going to create an object that when people touch it, they die. It's like, well, what people? All people. All people? Right. Every yeah. person? Yes, all people. It's like, well, what's in the object? Well, it's just an object, but I'm going to put all this ill will into it. It's like, oh, yep. your ill will is going to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone who touches it. Are you sure? Mm, 90% sure. 
Well, that's not enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, that, that is the biggest point with this. With witchcraft, if you're doing baneful witchcraft, which if you, which I don't always recommend. Some people deserve it. Don't always. It. Some, some people, people deserve it. Some people it. deserve a little bit of baneful magic. But anyways, that's a different topic. The point <laughs> is, is that it, you're absolutely right. When you put enough focus into, that's why it's important to have names and things like yeah, that. Absolutely. Because the more intent you are on harming that one person or even a, a, a couple people, um, you know, it's going to be much more powerful because something that widespread for one person, it's just going to thin out your power. Absolutely. Like just to the point where it's not even going to be that impactful let alone you know is it going to be impactful enough to kill, to kill. an entire theater right. just from watching it from one person at least right. now i don't know now you would you would actually be it would be easier to try to focus in on a single person and have them kill everyone right um however we've learned that it is very hard to uh, like even with, with, with serious hypnosis, it's very hard to make people do something that they are morally opposed to. So on top of everything else, you have to find a person who would be willing to carry it out to begin with mm -hmm. because you can't just turn a person who is morally against murder into a murderer. Um, that's not to say that we're not constantly around murderers or people who sure. would do it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I dare say that uh, the Antrim... Because I, I had only heard of it in the last three or four years. Right. And I feel strongly, given my obsession with horror movies, that if it were a real movie, I would have heard about it sooner. However, I think I have heard of cursed films, and mm. I have heard of movies that kill people. Therefore, I can't just rule it out outright because I think we that is something that has been talked about and discussed, like, you know... Um, even to uh, Robert Johnson, who sold his soul to the devil to become a blues musician, mm -hmm. they're saying that there's a track where the devil comes and gets him. You know, uh, there's a track where he gets shot and killed because he was killed while recording a record, and it's the 13th track of his record. Ooh. And they're like, if you hear this track, you'll hear the devil. And, you know, and so there's, that's, that's worth an episode. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Robert Johnson story. Robert Johnson went down to the crossroads, sold his soul to the devil. So, yes, basically, so there's lots of rumors as to where it is. No, no, you can't hear it. I mean, it was never released. But there are people who, who believe that there is an existing recording because they did record it. They just don't, you know, they didn't release yeah. it because a man walked into the uh, sound booth and shot him dead while he was recording. Mm -hmm. There's so many theories on that where, yeah. like, yes. you play <laughs> records backwards and oh, you yeah. hear incantations well, you know, and stuff. Well, you know, the 60s, people actually did. They laid things into the back and they were just messages but it became like oh no mm -hmm. and uh and some some groups kind of le leaned into the dark of it so there you go um whether you want to believe that antrim is a truly cursed film or even exists or even exists it's a creepy story regardless. it's a very creepy story and good on the writers of right. the current right. one you obviously created an amazing uh urban legend uh, or uncovered a vast conspiracy. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so there you go, y'all. You can go ahead and d dive into your rabbit hole now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> of, like Jump into did. the Antrim world. And I, I really didn't really look into it until just now. And I was like, oh, you know what? There's enough evidence to suggest that this was all created as a marketing ploy. Right. Um, however, 
Uh, it's a good one. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a good one. It's very interesting. It's very creepy. Will I watch it? Probably not, just because I'm not taking any risks. But Well, um, the mockumentary, Antrim, the... The most, most deadly film the or whatever. film ever, um, apparently has no traces of the original movie in it. It's just kind of a mockumentary. Um, even, even, the, even the parts they showed were actually re-filmed. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't... It's not any part of the original film because... Again, no one has access to the original film. Exactly. So, with that, though, um, my name is Mona Sun Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. Stay spooky, y'all. <laughs>